0: Mac Football Pod. It's Alex here and Justin's over there. No Caleb today. Justin, we woke up at 9 a.m. to do this podcast because uh, we're busy people, even on a Sunday morning, uh, but not so busy where we're just going to make up a game and, and play like, like a couple of nerds would.
1: Guys only want one thing and it's disgusting. Uh oh. And that is oh, no. playing a Mac football game at 9 in the morning on Sunday.
0: Oh, God lord's day man that's when the mac championship
1: should be they should not uh announce when the mac championship game should be it should be like a surprise album drop like they just keep it secret and they're like hey it's tuesday at 7 30 in the morning niu in miami get on down i think the, the, the only attendance way it's probably be the same
0: i think the only way people should know is if like like a local ish celebrity just like kind of like tweets out a link um, I was kind of thinking like Kendrick Lamar, like if Kendrick Lamar just like, like you said, like surprise release, that made me think of like the way he kind of does like his album releases sometimes where it's like, oh crap, it's coming out. <laughs> that's that's a good surprise drop. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know any like good like Mac level celebrities that would be like, uh, if they just like tweeted out like the ESPN plus link, like, oh my God, we got, we got to go. This is where NIU Toledo's going to be. Oh my God, this is where the Mac Championship's going to be.
1: Yeah. Who is the most famous? Mac alum. that would give enough of a damn to do that yeah that's um Josh Cribs
0: yeah I don't know if he, he's on tv a lot but I don't think that makes him a celebrity like mm, like, like then you're saying like Michael guy's like a bigger celebrity than him no fair tbd uh I, I guess we're just gonna have to say like uh Bruce Gidkowski. I think I think that's where I can go to right now. Yeah, if play. he
1: if he tweets the link, you're you're looking at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but we uh we're we're cool. You know, we made a game. Uh, you know, I made I I I made a game for us to play. Uh, what what does it involve? The two of us, some creative minds, a spreadsheet, and this here twenty sided die. Where did I get this twenty sided die? You don't want to know. I I live a very cool life. Um, what where are these what, what we're gonna do? We're gonna roll the dice. Where it's going to land is going to tell us uh what's gonna what's going to be affected so we have 12 spaces filled by max schools depending on how many times we roll these numbers will depend what kind of action we take towards them uh those will be explained later me and justin know the rules you'll just you're just gonna have to find out as we go because we're on a time restraint uh slots 13 through 19 i just have like a bunch of random stuff from like conference realignment coaches getting fired um other game winners some superlatives and the twentieth spot, I ran out of ideas, so we're just gonna have to get creative with it. Uh, I don't even have anything at the ready, just in case. Twenty is the first roll, which really sucks. Like, could you imagine if I don't even know what I'm gonna do for twenty yet, and if I roll twenty here on the first roll, I am fucked, man. We are all fucked. But Justin, how do you feel about this game? Uh, I introduced it to you earlier. Uh, you know what? What kind of juices are flowing through your body right now?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I've always said that uh, a Dungeons and Dragons Mac football variant would be uh, great.
0: What's another stadium that starts with a D besides Deut? Like any stadium? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any in the Mac. Oh, Dix. Oh, yeah. Deut and Dix. There we go. All right, Justin. I'm gonna roll for the first one, and you're gonna take the action uh, for whatever comes up. Let's uh, do it. And that is 17, buddy. 17, 17. You gotta pick two games that are gonna be played on weeknight action, and who's gonna win those games?
1: Weeknight action. All right. How far ahead in the schedule do I gotta to go to? Week ten? Week nine?
0: Eh, it's thereabouts.
1: Week ten. Weeknight Maction. All right. I'm going to pick. How many of these games do I get to pick? Two of them? You, you pick two. Yep. I pick two. Okay. I'm going to do one from week. I've got Central Michigan at NIU. And I'm And I'm going to say Central Michigan wins that game. All right. And then in week 11, see if there's anything I like here. I'll, I'll just pick the Ohio-Miami game and just say Miami Ooh. wins. I know Mi- they, do. They're oh, gonna be- they get the revenge. They get the yeah. revenge game, huh? They get the revenge, yeah, after... Uh, uh, let's say they go down big again, and then they complete the comeback this time.
0: Oh, that would... Yeah. God. Like, I, I still just can't get over the fact that, like, <laughs> they were that bad against a then-1-7 Ohio team. And this is coming from a guy who, like, watched the Ohio team win in Ryan Niersen, uh like a week or two later which was really really bad um yeah I, I yeah hopefully miami gets things fixed uh
1: it's it's wild man i was just uh last night i was kind of like prepping cuz i didn't know what you had in store for me so i was like writing down random thoughts and one of that was wedding. about i didn't even know what i had in store yeah one of them was about uh one of them was about miami and i was like you know they're favored to win the east but i feel like they're not getting a, enough hype for a team that Uh, almost ran the table in the Mac and only missed out by like four points. What's an appropriate amount of hype for a Mac East favorite team? Curious. Uh, This year, I think that Miami has a pretty good chance to be very good. Um, And I think the appropriate level of hype for them, if let's say they go two and two in non-conference, which would mean they beat one of uh, Cincinnati, Kentucky, or Northwestern, Mm -hmm. um, going to go ahead and say it's probably going to be that last one if they pick one up. Uh, I think you could get pretty excited about them. I mean, we're talking like a 9-10 win team maybe.
0: All right, I'm going to take my second roll. Oh, we're going 15 here. G5 fires the coach. What what school is going to fire their freaking coach? You know what? You know who's going to go back onto the market after just a couple years? Just a couple years? ULM's gonna fire Terry Bowden. That's what's gonna happen.
1: I, I like that.
0: I mean sorry, sorry. It was fun while it lasted, but like you oh God. You know what? ULM's <sighs> just gonna like figure like one thing out in the overhead department, and that one thing is knowing that like Terry Bowden is not the answer for everything else it needs to figure out. So Terry Bowden, old friend. Um, you know, sorry. I do like Terry Bowden. I just don't want him to coach football at the FPS level anymore.
1: a Really fun. FCS coach.
0: Oh man, we are like in the high teens 18. Oh man. We did not have to wait long for this. I was, I was hoping that we would like kind of have to string this one out, but 18 is maxing in the NFL draft. So every time we roll an 18, we pick a Mac player. That's going to be selected in the 2023 draft.
1: He is, uh, I'm not going to take yours, um, but it's ours. I'm going to say it's ours. it's ours. It's all ours. Come on, man. Um, looking at uh, what, what year is Brett Gabbert? Is he draft eligible? Yeah. I'll say Brett Gabbert. Yeah, I like um, that. If, yeah. he ha- if he has the year that, I know I'm pretty much big on Miami right now, but uh, if he has the year that everyone seems to expect he's going to have, I have a hard time seeing that he wouldn't try to test the waters. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, he was the Mac Freshman of the Year in 2019. You know, you can say whatever you want about that season. Uh, I, I know I said my piece, but I, everyone said he's gotten better. I definitely agree. Uh, I I like Brett Gabbert generally. Um, yeah, I mean, is how good was his
1: brother in the NFL? He played a little bit, but I think he played for the Jaguars, so. Right.
0: Well, you know, that could, hey, Brett Gabbert. Trevor Lawrence, teammates, Gabbert reunion. I can see it. No, I can't. Family business. Yeah, no. No, he's going to go to the Lions. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. 18. You know what? All right. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. And if we roll 18 for a third time, I'm I'm getting a new 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 20-sided. Uh, Hassan Badoun Who doesn't want to pick Hassan Badun? Uh Not the biggest target in the world, but biggest heart. Uh non-preferred walk-on was not offered by any college any college not Wayne State not uh not Alma nobody nobody wanted to stop a do not even Eastern but he walked onto campus uh well he just went as a student walked on uh and now he's two-time All-Mac receiver thousand yard producer led the Mac in receptions alone last year I mean and Hassan Badun, you know what? If you've ever met him, you know he's the coolest guy in the world. Because that's absolutely true. Because uh, people from Dearborn, they're usually pretty awesome. I love Dearborn. I love Dearborn. And you know what? I love Hassan Badun. I uh, love his makeup. And I love his game. So, uh, he is going to the NFL draft. Uh, out the mud, man. Like, it really is, like, unpredictable. Just, like, the kind of season that... not Not season, but, like, the career that he's had. You know, like joining the way he did and then he got the scholarship the day before the quick lane bull and then he had like a career game for him like it was uh, like 7 or 9 catches or something like that 140 yards when he, when I talked to him he said it was 400 but he exaggerated um, but he's hard not to root for man he is just awesome I love Hassan Padoon day 2 pick
1: he's going to do numbers this year
0: Thank God. All right, four. Four, that goes to Buffalo. Uh, Justin, you have to pick three games on Buffalo's schedule this year and uh,
1: decide their fate. Three games on the Buffalo Bowl schedule. Well, they're going to beat UMass. Um, They are going to beat... I'm just going to take the easy way out here. I think they're going to be both Bowling Green and Akron, which I guess like, um, you know, I think we expect Bowling Green and Akron to not be that good, but I guess we're not entirely sure that Buffalo is going to be, you know, are they going to kind of make their way up back to where they were or they, or do they need another year of rebuilding? I don't actually know, but I guess I'm just kind of putting a um, planting my flag in Buffalo is better than Bowling Green and Akron. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah,
0: I mean, like it's 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 easy to be optimistic about that because because uh, you said the other schools are what did you say Bowling Green and Akron? Yeah,
1: yeah. So why wouldn't you say that? Of course. Yeah. Well, I, Bowling Green's farther along in like the new coach journey, so is, I guess yeah. like I that's mean, and,
0: and defensively Bowling Green might make a difference this year.
1: Yeah, and you know Joe Moorhead's a damn good coach over in Akron, so like uh I guess I don't I don't know how much. I don't know. Central Michigan went to the MAC title game in year one it, when I, Jim McElwain came to town. So who knows? But my expectations of that Buffalo will be better.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, like this is the first like full year plus right from Mo link was to like get settled into his program. Uh, you know, it, it'd be saying like, hey, this is my first true year of getting into a football season because last year was just kind of like really murky. Um with, like, the lateness of everything, but this is where Buffalo is, and it is not below Akron and Bowling Green. This is just where Buffalo is right now. Like, that's what that kind of statement would be. Uh, Anything, like, less than that would suck.
1: Yeah, it'd be a bad bad year.
0: Really bad luck. 13. Realignment. (sighs) Okay, so I have been meaning to say something. I don't know if I've ever... Have I told you, Justin? Oh, I've definitely told you, Justin. I know we've definitely had many conversations about this. Um, I'm going to say a school that is going to have secret intentions of joining a new conference. Um, it's actually Texas A&M. They actually want to join the Big Ten. Uh, this is this is a secret, and I'm not reporting this. This is for the game. Uh, this is just, of course I'm not reporting on secret <laughs> Texas A&M news, but. Texas A&M secretly wants to join the Big 10 because uh I don't know if you've ever heard this but Texas they'll be in the SEC by 2025 uh and I read somewhere that those some schools like way out west like way way over there in uh, in LA if you ever hear of them uh that dominate the number 2 market in in America for TV ratings they're going to be in the Big 10 I read it was like going to be as early as 2024 did Texas A&M read that right 2024 so I could leave the SEC and get the hell away from Texas my idiot brethren and join the Big 10 cuz I I mean you know Texas is you know Texas and Texas A&M you know are AAU credit universities that's that's really wonderful um but I mean Austin you know your TV market really sucks you know you're 38th in the nation uh by Nielsen rankings and uh you know Texas A&M boy you are squarely right in between uh DFW and Houston aren't you mm Aren't you a national brand? So, yeah, uh, what's actually going to happen is uh, we are waiting for Notre Dame. Yes, we all know Notre Dame is the one school we're waiting for, but Notre Dame is actually waiting on Texas A&M to get it figured out and uh, its lawyers to figure out how it's going to leave for the Big Ten too.
1: What's the farthest north Jimbo Fisher has coached uh, in a game like after mid-October? <laughs> Do you just know that off top. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious how that would go like, oh hey, uh, early November, Texas A&M in East Lansing in the middle of a hailstorm. I I don't coach in boots. Justin, what do you think about my stupid theory?
0: Cuz that, that it's actually like what I've like been thinking for
1: Listen, I think if, if if A&M was serious about not um you know, playing Texas anymore. <laughs> like
0: who yeah who else but texas a&m would be petty enough to like pony up to leave
1: yeah here's a fat stack of cash we're gonna go play iowa now
0: yeah how do we keep winning
1: the rivalry without ever playing it go to the big yeah. 10 and you get out of a division with alabama right yeah. and with i like you know you could you could maybe win the big 10 if you if you decided to do that i don't know i, I don't
0: And, like, Texas A&M's loyalties to the SEC are not to the SEC. It is being loyal to the rivalry of Texas. That's what that is. It's like, no, 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 we're the only school in Texas in the SEC. Now you can be, no, 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 we're the only Texas school in the Big Ten.
1: Texas is Big Ten country. I've always said this. Yeah.
0: It makes sense. It makes sense. Marinate on that, listener. Marinate on it
1: yep also we're sorry, gonna go sorry for uh, sorry for ruining your brain
0: it's it's just what I do
1: yeah Alex is gonna go uh, <laughs> to some message boards and drop this in oh, dude just see where it goes I know my alias
0: my secret alias will be uh not Mac football pod <laughs> man why do I keep doing these teens 19 19 Justin um any game in the Mac out of the Mac
1: what's gonna happen? What number was it? Nineteen? Yeah. <laughs> Random game winner. Um, I'm going to pick. It's a conference game. You can pick any game you want. Any game that. Yeah, I want. you can
0: honestly. If you want to like hurry things up and be like, uh, Clemson's going to beat Texas A&M in the national championship. That'll definitely not.
1: That no, I could won't. do that. But. <laughs> um. I am going to say.
0: And remember, we do have other spots on here
1: for uh, coaches that are going to get fired. Oh, that's that's a fair point. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. This is one that I would like to happen. I'm going to say that Eastern Michigan, your very own Eastern Michigan. Oh, hell yeah. Beats Arizona State. Ooh. That's a good pull. That's that's an interesting one. I don't even I, know if people are gonna I stay could awake it. for that. No, which is exactly why it could happen. Like it's a perfect situation for Arizona State to drop a game because like no one's gonna know.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean, wouldn't don't you think like the uh, like the hive that like stays watching Herm Edwards and like his every mood and like is just like waiting for this kind of moment after like everything that Arizona state's gone through with the fact that like Herm Edwards is still there, but everybody else was gone.
1: Right. With like its yeah. scandals and the recruiting during the COVID year. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's sort of where I'm going with this. It's yeah. like, that would be the nail in the car. Like, I think like there's an outside chance that people at Arizona state want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna, well, how do you think EMU got that recruiting class? They're <laughs> they're, fun. they're scheduling future games with Chris Creighton, the Arizona state's sending them a bunch of money. I
0: love it. You know what? Help us. That would be a huge, huge win for uh, for the program. I mean, that goes without saying, but like I have to say, like that would be definitely a program setting win for sure. Yeah. I don't know how it would be able to build off that because like I feel like if you go in and beat like you know, if you go and beat Michigan, right? Like a good Michigan, not like a likewise three and eight Michigan like Toledo did, but. If you be a good to like competent Michigan, that means something. But if you be Arizona State, I think it's good to like it's it's a good PR win, but it's not like no, but nobody watched in real time. So I, I think that yeah. that would really really matter. Like it, I, as much as I want it to happen, I don't want it to happen at uh, eleven o'clock local uh, on a channel that you don't have.
1: Yeah. Well, it'll still be it'll still be a big win. I mean, it's <clears throat> something you can talk about on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on this idea that big schools that want to fire their coaches for cause will start like <laughs> sending recruits to like Buffalo. Oh, like God. Nebraska wants to get rid of Scott Frost, so they're like, "All right, what's the upcoming G5 schedule? We <laughs> need to play the long game." Well, have you seen Buffalo's
0: uh, projected depth chart? And I don't want like, I don't really want to like slander the kid too hard but like you know this this is the this is the place where jokes happen uh, have you seen buffalo's depth chart and like who the expected starting quarterback is going to be and where from
1: this uh this man is from? He's, from he's from rutgers number 10
0: uh we're going to go to ohio and we're going to pick three uh three games that ohio is either going to win or three games that ohio is uh, going to lose uh, but we already picked one of them which is that Ohio's already lost a uh, a weeknight game to Miami. Can't change that canon which really really sucks. Um Buffalo, hey, you know what? We're going to we're going to add something here. Buffalo, you're going to lose a game and you're actually going to lose to Ohio. Um last year's Ohio Buffalo game was very stupid. Very stupid. Um just go look at the box score if you don't remember it, but Come back to me and then say yes, Alex. You were right. That was a quite stupid ending, and I don't that that needs to like run it back so I can just like know what the hell I just saw because uh, I don't believe in any comeback or any claps like that. Actually, I do believe in claps. that's true. But Ohio, you're actually going to beat Buffalo at home. Uh, Ohio, what else are you going to do this year? Let's see. Ball State. Uh, I'm going to leave that. No, Ball State, you're going to lose to Ohio too. Ooh. I think Curtis Rourke's going to do something good. I, th- I like Curtis Rourke. And maybe it's because I just saw like the clips of Nathan Rourke going off last night in the first half of his uh, CFL game where he went like 23 of 26 passes yeah, for five parties. Rourke, Rourke stock rising. Oh my God, dude. Um, nah, that's like, oh god, but Akron's gonna beat Ohio. Akron's gonna beat Ohio.
1: Akron. Uh, the Ohio Buffalo game, if it's decided by one point, it would be the third straight time that that happened because they didn't play in 2020.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, and is that 2019 or, like, is that the one where, like, it ended in
1: overtime on, like, a missed uh, PAT? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, dude. But they might have done that again that year, too. Because Buffalo had, 2019 was really weird for Buffalo, where, like. Dude,
0: yes. <laughs> let's list let's off the all-man kickers uh, that Buffalo's had lately. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that was 2020 when he won that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <so> <laughs> I,
1: I still remember the build up to that last Mac title game that they played in. And we were like, you know what? I think they're gonna miss an extra point because they basically never or no, because they kick all these field goals but miss an inexplicable amount of extra points and they like doinked one.
0: Maxion baby. Oh yeah. Oh boy. You know, it's keeping things in the Mac, so we're not gonna re-roll this. Seventeen Uh, Weeknight Maction,
1: got to pick two games there. Some more Weeknight Maction. I know, man. All right. Um, I am going to – I'm going to predict the Toledo-Bowling Green game and say that Toledo wins. And then I am going – you took Akron and Buffalo. Let me go back a week. I'm going to say that, that for reasons I can never explain, I'm going to say that Western Michigan beats NIU again. Ooh,
0: really? I mean, last year I get, like, I get why Western beat NIU is because NIU had already, be, like, clinched the West, and so uh, Rocky Lombardi sat out with a quote-unquote injury, but he was totally fine right. the rest of the way, huh? Um, you know, and, like, I would not give a shit either if, like, I'm already going to Detroit. Um. But seriously, so you think Western is going to, like, get by NIU's defense, huh?
1: Well, I, I don't have any real football reasons for this, but what I want I is love that. To s- that, what that I'm tr- that's a really good explanation. So, listen, so NIU, NIU's final two games are against Miami and Akron just going to go ahead and say they're going to beat Akron and they are going to feel like they're going to beat Akron and they might not even need to by the end of the season. But what I really want is for the NIU Miami game, even if it's a preview of the Mac title game to mean something. Um, Because what I'm afraid of is NIU coming out really strong and then kind of having those, the final two weeks of the season against Mac East teams where they sort of back in again um, like they did in 2018. And I don't want that. So if they lose to Western, they will have they'll probably, just because I think Central Michigan's going to have a good season, they'll probably have to win the last two games, which means they're going to have to come out against Miami. And Miami's going to want to win that game anyway. And so I just kind of want that game to be a heater, is what I'm saying. And that game is, uh, the Miami NIU game is um, on ESPN2, November 16th, Wednesday. Hell yeah, man. I love the plug. (laughs) Yeah, you know, thinking about November right now, August 7th. Six. Oh, thank God we kept it little. Hey!
0: Look at that! Look at what I just rolled for. I rolled for a team that we already said that beat a P5 team on the road. Eastern. I gotta pick uh three games on Eastern schedule and uh decide the future. Well, hey, what what's my what's always gonna be my first overall pick here? Uh Eastern's gonna beat Central Michigan at home on Black Friday. Yes, oh they're yeah, come on. Don't look you left that Wide open for your boy to take. I am snatching that pie. Uh, Eastern is going to be Central at home. Black Friday. Mark it down. Um, Lord willing. Eastern, what else are you going to do? We're going to go way up to week... uh, Louisiana. Hmm. Louisiana. How do we feel about the Cajuns right now? Uh... Like I like the Cajuns, and it's hard not to like them because we haven't seen them without Billy Napier yet. But now we're going to see him without Billy Napier.
1: Uh, I'm going yeah, to say I mean, Eastern's going to beat them. You're going to go, uh, man. I mean, it's a first year head coach, right? Week two, they might be, you know, figuring some stuff out, mm-hmm. overlooking EMU a little bit. This is we're basically shaping up to have EMU win the MAC here. I see what you're doing. I'm, I'm not, see this. listen,
0: I didn't pick EMU over, over Arizona, but I did pick Hassan Badun to go into the NFL draft. Yeah, but
1: you realize yeah. where this is going. Like, cause now if we, if we shake the schedule out any other way, they're going to the go,
0: I'm leaving that. I'm leaving the NIU game. Wide. Oh, Hey, look what I just scrolled You're by.
1: Gonna um EMU is going to beat Louisiana and Arizona state and then okay. uh, finish, finish last in the Mac. Okay, uh, We'd we like to call the Western Michigan.
0: I'm going to do th- this one uh cuz it is in the division but at this point considering like the recent news that we saw um and now that we're 30 minutes into this podcast i feel like it's it's appropriate to bring it up um eastern's going to beat toledo and dude toledo's really fucked this year man toledo's really messed like camp opened starting early last week right their linebacker coach already left for the jets
1: For the jets
0: how okay so now if you're toledo you think if this is happening in like december or like even april you're like okay the market's the market whatever point this is but like we're toledo we can probably get a quality candidate
1: you're in it's, season dude, dude. it's
0: <laughs> yeah like now it's a true numbers game like your re- your options are actually limited like oh. <laughs> now okay now maybe like the ta- like there's so many other people outside of like the linebackers coach yeah, it's gonna like make like a fucking hectic time to be the coaches to like reorganize everything and all that stuff and get everybody on the same page and like understand everything right like in season um and maybe like talent will play out and like plays will just happen because kids are kids. And Toledo's got enough, like, really talented kids to, like, kind of, like, you know, maybe, like, clean up some of their uh, the problems that they don't want to expose too much of. But how, how batshit crazy of a program do you have to be behind the scenes if your coach is leaving at a time like this? I'm just asking questions here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know what else is going on. But it, Toledo sort of feels like a sneaky candidate to have a program that kind of just, like, falls apart. Like, yeah. out of nowhere, because, like, it seems like they things get are getting too weird much, there.
0: They get too much respect, like, nationally from, like, just college football fans, which is which is fine. But because Toledo has a nice squeaky image and all that stuff. But, like.
1: And they do win a lot of games. They show up really high on, like, all the advanced stat profiles, too. So, like, people who are kind of using it as shorthand to see who's good and who's not. sure. But, like, when yeah, things like, go they show wrong up.
0: in real time, like, there's not enough people, like, actually, like, looking and pointing at the problems and being, like. Oh, yeah, they're losing games, but you know, it's just a coach issue, whatever. Like, no, it's. It looks really bad right now. Like, really, really bad. Like, actually worse than, like, we could probably compartmentalize. And they might win some games to, like, make us think otherwise, but I think Toledo's in a very, very terrible spot. Uh, And also, there is a track record of, like, Eastern beating Toledo when things go bad. Um, Even when things were going good for Toledo, Eastern's done well. Uh, Lately, Eastern's kind of like widen the gap like the Toledo's widen the gap between the two schools, but I mean with with the recent news, like I I'm in super super pessimistic mode for Toledo. Like I am are they gonna go are they gonna win twenty five percent of their games this year? Like organizationally, like can they win twenty five percent of the games? Too hard to tell.
1: Yeah, um I mean if you've got a moment <laughs> I mean, why don't you look at the two teams' records since 2018? Like, if if you, if I put just straight win loss record, toss out the pandemic year, if you put Toledo and Eastern Michigan next to each other, they either I think they have the exact same record. So, like, I I don't think like Toledo's still getting credit for their their run from, like, 2012 to 2017. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's just been, you know, normal. And unlike NIU, they're not capable of winning, like, they're not capable of winning the MAC with, like, an eight-win year or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they just can't do it. Like, people still think Boise's good, so. yeah <laughs> Living off that Fiesta Bowl. It, hey, man, it works. And, like,
0: Toledo doesn't have a Fiesta Bowl to speak of. Like, NIU's the one that went to the Orange Bowl.
1: Yeah, NIU really or Toledo really blew its shot in 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: God. They, they blew it so hard. Such a, that was such a good team. It was such, such a good a defense. Good team, man. Like, that was an amazing team. And they got Tom flacco in the final week of the season. Like, man.
0: Tom Flacco's a real person. Like, if, if anybody's like listening, they're like kind of like younger, just started college, and they're like, Who? Yeah, he's a real person. Yeah, he's he's exactly who you think is. uh, I
1: I forget how long ago 2015 was. Like, in my head, it was yesterday. But, like, that was an eternity ago.
0: He's elite. He is elite. One. (laughs) Justin, uh, pick three games in Akron's schedule this year. Akron
1: and Young Jeezy. They've
0: already lost to Buffalo. In this scenario, uh, and lost to Ohio.
1: All right, they're going to beat Bowling Green on October first. Okay, it'll be their third straight win against Bowling Green. Um, they are going to lose to Central Michigan, and they're going to lose to Miami.
0: Nice. So Miami's having a pretty good year. Miami's beating Akron. Miami's beating Ohio. Uh, Who was Miami? Okay, we still have more to figure out for Miami. But they're they're beating the teams that they should beat so far. So that's good for them. Uh, But Akron, they beat Bowling Green. Joe Moorhead's going to get past uh, Bowling Green's rising defense. Uh, But lose to Central, that seems fair. Lose to Miami also seems fair. But maybe not. Um, Like... Akron-Miami is, like, the one Mac East game that I'm very, 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 very interested in this year. Like, because of, like, like, Akron has the most variance, I think, in, like, how bad or how good it could be. Like, I think the quality for Bowling Green will definitely be up, but, like, I don't think the variance of, like, how many games it could win versus how many I expect it to win, like, I don't think the variance is all there in the end. Um, But Akron, because of Moorhead and, like, I don't know, his track record of, like, actually doing pretty well, um, I don't know. I just, I have some, like, some sort of optimism in Akron. And maybe the sleeper game of the year in the East, it it is, you know, it's contest with Miami. Um, But you did pick them to uh, lose two East games, or go one and one in the East here and lose its Central game. Explain yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, real simple. Alex, those teams are better. Ah,
0: damn! I love your fucking insight, dude. That's good. That's good shit.
1: So that's how they pay me the big bucks.
0: Damn, man. Hold on, I just got a press release. Press release. Uh, Metal Arc Media hires Justin Coffin to replace Dan. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say uh, I was. I thought you were gonna say Stu Guts.
0: No. Oh God, no! Why would that's no, gonna be? No, because like it still wants listeners. Yeah, that's true. I would not ever listen if Stu Gatz wasn't on there. Like episodes that like he's like not there, just not worth listening to. <laughs> Sorry to everybody on the show, but I, I love Stu Gatz. Oh my gosh, another teen. Uh but you know what? It's okay because uh we're allowed to play this one. Uh a coach is getting hired anywhere. Uh, ULM right now is the only, uh, job that's open right now. Um uh, so I have to fill the ULM job. I, I that that's just, them's the rules. You know, I was hoping, you know, more schools would have, uh, fired, you know, fired some coaches by now, but ULM, you got to hire somebody and I want, I want to be fun and just like kind of stay in the Mac for this and like, ah, just go to the well, who in the Mac would be good for you? Uh, I mean, Bowling Green. Oh, dude, do you think the school that hired Terry Bowden would definitely hire fucking Scott Offler again or like Brian Van Gorder? Yeah, I think Brian Van Gorder is done,
1: but I mean, if you're now if you'll, for now, like
0: he's like, you know, oh no, you know what? Actually, no, he's actually a bad name. Oh,
1: so. Can I can I try it. to can I try to help out here? Go for it w- with a potential mag coach that you could fill in. Can I just pretend that my next role was a fifteen? Go for it. And just and just say, just for funsies, Toledo fires Jason Candle. Thank you. And then that might give you a name now in our in our little canon here. Oh, thank. That God. you can throw
0: yes. in. Yes, yes, yes. Let me for spell out Toledo really quickly. All right, so Toledo. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince Carhays from Toledo is actually going to be the defensive coordinator at Toledo. You're going to be the new head coach at ULM. Uh, not
1: Jason Candle. I know. Ooh. I know
0: what you were thinking. I knew what you were thinking. But no, yeah. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right.
1: You needed the shake up on the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, I mean, there needs to be a first timer. Uh, Vince Curry is a really good defensive coordinator. I think he's from the Mount Union tree or the, uh, no, it's not Mount Union that they do. No. Yeah. No, they're Mount Union over there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, They're Mount Union. Yeah. And that's
1: why Candle needs to be, uh, the Candle needs to go in order for, um, for him to make the move to ULM, ULM because, you know, he's probably next in line for Toledo head coach if Candle like took another job. Yeah. uh, Just going with what they've done in the past.
0: Yeah, and after you know losing to Eastern as bad as it did, and like having you know, yeah, that 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 was the final straw. But uh, they didn't fire him until uh, after the season. But yeah, administration. You know what they're going to say to Toledo, or what they're going to say to Jason? They're going to (laughs) say,
1: "Jesus Christ!" (laughs) 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 I. I had no idea where we were going to go. That. I knew there was a bad pun coming. I knew it, but I didn't know it was going to be like an ASMR pun. Uh. 12. Oh,
0: <laughs> Justin, your next roll is actually going to be 12.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Uh, all right, so Western Michigan. Um, three games that... They're gonna win or lose this year. Uh, we haven't decided anything about Western so far. So, oh wait, uh, yeah, we, I did. gave them the NIU game. Yeah, you did. So they're already one and zero to start.
1: Am I? Am I taking this one? Yeah, I'm gonna still. I, yeah, me you know, still have it. Okay, yeah,
0: I'm. I'm, I'm gonna add up some uh some records over here while while I have a minute.
1: Good call. All right, so Western, um, <laughs> cool. So I think they're gonna to lose to Central Michigan. Um, I'll try to stay away from the weak heights. I think they're going to lose the Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like both teams have some pretty significant turnover, I guess, but like the Pittsburgh can survive that and beat a max goal even on the road. And WMU is like shockingly not as you would expect like Wallow Stadium to be a pretty tough place to play, like for even if like, a P5 going on the road, but historically it just kind of hasn't been. they sort of been, you know, punched in the mouth historically when they do that they got stomped by syracuse i mean they came back but like that game was over um and then michigan state was kind of the same way they got bullied until they let the got off the gas and things like that so i think it's gonna be i'm gonna go to the game but it's gonna be the same type of deal like i think pittsburgh is gonna get out big and then they're not gonna come back uh and then western is going to beat ball state though Mm -hmm. i'll I'll let them have that one
0: yeah i i think that's a fair win like i I just don't love where they, have to, yeah. Alex, they yeah. have to win that game,
1: Alex. They have to win that game. I feel
0: like that's always the have to win game, right? It's usually it's
1: the bellwether because has yeah. I mean, historically speaking, Ball State's sort of in the bane of WMU's existence. Like even in, they denied Bill Cubit some some longer win seasons that would have been Easter fan pro- here. Hello, Cubit would Cubit would probably still <laughs> be at WMU today if they could beat Easter, <laughs> but like. Um it looks like he's not the only coach that struggles to beat Eastern, but uh yeah, they Western's gotta win that game, man. Um they did some creative contract stuff with Tim Lester where they're basically like, We're not gonna extend you, but if you win eight games, you automatically get an extra year uh and some extra money. So there's your incentive. And like they're not gonna get to eight wins if they can't beat Paul State.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so it would put put them one step closer to another coaching search, I guess, but um
0: what was the first game that you said win Ball State I, lose? Pitt. I said
1: they're going to beat Ball State, lose to Pitt, and lose to Central Michigan. Lose to Central, okay. As much as it pains me,
2: yeah,
0: I, I didn't want you to say it twice. I wasn't trying to troll you, but like, uh, I did need you to clarify what you said. Um,
1: cool, that's so all good. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm dealing with the pain now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that I don't have to in November. November seventeenth is my birthday. Um, and November 16th is the central game. So I just got to be prepared to wake up the next day feeling both old and also accepting my fate.
0: Oh, my goodness. What is up with – you know what, This is a good one. 15. Uh, I got to fire a G5 coach. I just have to fire one. Um, it's not going to be in the Mac, though. It's just not going to be in the Mac. I lied to you. It's going to be in the Mac. Uh, Scott Loeffler, uh, we don't know how the rest of your season is going to go, but obviously it's going to be bad enough to where uh, you lose. So, uh, Bowling Green and Toledo actually this year will lose their football coaches, uh, both by firing them because uh, neither of them are good. And the I 75 trophy is going to be uh, not a fun rivalry game to watch. Just not. So, Scott Loeffler, chopping block. 11. Justin, I keep giving you these. these Oh yeah, all
1: right. So we got to make. So Jason Candle's getting fired here. So like we've kind of working backwards from the end here. Yep. Now Um,
0: let's kind of refresh where we're at with Toledo so far. Uh, They will beat Bowling Green in its uh, very crappy game. Uh, Will both head coaches make it to that point? TBD. Uh, But they will have. They will beat Bowling Green this year, and they will not beat Eastern Michigan.
1: So no Eastern, but they do beat Bowling Green. So if um, if Jason Candle's fired, they have lost to Northern Illinois. Um, they've lost to Central Michigan, and they've also lost to Kent State. Ooh, ooh! So that is I'm just getting aggressive. That's an 0 and three start to Mac play.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, they also have Ohio State and San Diego State on the schedule. Okay. <laughs> Guys, there's a possibility that, okay, if this happens, I mean, it's canon now. So, now it's going to happen. Toledo will start one and six. That's think awful, about man. that. Think about that.
0: Now, hold on. Are you saying that they're just going to win their first game out of camp? Like, you really think that?
1: Oh, sorry. I didn't think they were going to lose to Two and five. I apologize. They're not going to lose to UMass. But if they do,
0: and see, like <laughs> I just, I don't
1: know. I mean, yeah. If we're just saying the, if we're like, if we're just having fun I mean, with I'm saying, mean, I'm
0: really leaning into like it's it's really imagining
1: bad. a season where it comes off the rails. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: isn't it already?
1: Um, I mean, it was a, it's a linebackers coach, so I'm not gonna like if a coordinator left, that'd be a different story, but. I mean, we'll, we'll keep it as bad as this. They're going to lose three straight to open yeah. back play.
0: I guess, yeah. And I guess this isn't Let's the first time they've only run with uh, this many coaches. They were only they only added, like, the 10th assistant position uh, somewhat recently. But I don't know. Yeah. I still think it's a big loss. And, like, I think it's just, like, it's screaming volumes of, like, everything else that's going on with this yeah. program. That's, that's just where I stand with it. Yeah. Number five, Central Michigan. I get to pick uh, three results for them. Uh, Central has already lost to Eastern in this scenario. Central has already beaten Akron. Uh, Central has already beaten Toledo. Central has already beaten Western. So it's looking pretty dang good if you're uh, CMU. Um, So I'm going to screw some things up for you. Uh, Central, you're going to lose Akron non conference game at home to south alabama uh south alabama is led by who yes you're right justin it is uh it is uh carter bradley carter bradley oh, wow. former quarterback from toledo yep he transferred over there if uh, you forget and need the refresher that's that's where he's at uh but central you know what we're going to reward you you're going to beat oklahoma state so you're going to beat oklahoma state before you lose at home to south alabama sound good um uh, now uh, what is going to be a really really fun one? Oh shit i just saw the bucknell game no i can't do that to you i'm not gonna i'll leave it alone uh i'll just do an easy one you're gonna get bodied by penn state like absolutely bodied yeah but honestly you beat I- i'm telling you you're gonna beat oklahoma state that's pretty cool but you're you're gonna lose South Alabama, which is Oh yeah, you problem.
1: putting that in the cannon? Yeah. Oh I'm putting Oklahoma yeah. State.
0: Yeah, they're beating Oklahoma State, sure. Why not?
1: But they're still we going, talked they're, to, they're, but they're st- gonna
0: like lose like an equally unimportant game at home to a <laughs> team it should win. Should beat. Listen. But I, beat the team that like just missed the playoff last year.
1: We've talked about this, um, off pod before, but I think we're all pretty excited for that CMU Oklahoma State game. It's got, yeah, like it's got some like 2016 was a long time ago, right? But it was still like there's still some bad blood there. There's like people are going to remember it. They're going to play that replay of that play over and over again in the entire build up to it. I think CMU is going to be pretty damn good. Oklahoma State, obviously, is going to be very good. Um, I think you could have like a pit situation last year where like Central beats Oklahoma State, but then they go on and win the Big 12. Um, like, I, I could see it. Why not? I mean, we did see it.
0: That's why. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's why happened. we're being this way. Just, you know we, what I mean? We,
1: we're looking. We, we we see the future.
0: Four. Uh we already did a four, which means we have to pick. You know what? We're gonna. Sk- we I think we've done so much of this. We're gonna skip. Uh, what we previously had planned since we're so late. We're just gonna go right into the fun stuff here, uh, so we can hurry up and close this out at a reasonable time, uh, which we still got a couple more minutes. But yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, this round, when we so we've already rolled four, which is Buffalo. We already picked three games. Uh, I thought we were gonna have to do more um, to like kind of figure out the season, but you know, I think we got like we kind of know a lot. We got a good percentage of Buffalo, so we're gonna move on to the next phase of uh, our second rolls here, which is where we play poker. Uh, We kind of play it from the university side, and then we kind of play it on the coach's side when we do this. So you're going to answer this two ways. Check, raise, or fold. Does the university, do they check? Are they going to keep the coach around without giving him a raise? Are they going to raise? Contract extension. Or are they going to fold? Kick your ass to the curb. Um, For four, it's Buffalo. So what does the university want to do with Mo Linguist? which uh, if anybody also needs another refresher, they gave him a one year contract extension already. So are they going to yeah. give him another one? I mean, this year they're already in our scenario. Uh they got some wins on the schedule already. Uh but they got some losses too. But they got some they got more wins than they did uh you know, certainly in 2020. Or not in 2020,
1: 2021. Yeah, I'm going to say that they'll check. Cuz they just they just did the extension and I don't think they're going to have like that type of year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Yeah. And like if there's like anything floating of Molinquist, I mean, but what does he want to do? Does he, you know, he seemed like the hot commodity coming in, you know, had all this experience at like big time places. It was easy to think that he's going to use Buffalo as a stepping stone. Does he want to use Buffalo as a stepping stone though? Uh Probably. Yeah. where do you think he's eyeing for?
1: I don't know. He was a Michigan assistant, right? Um, so maybe somewhere in the Big Ten. Hmm. should it come open. But I don't know how you, how good you'd have to be at Buffalo to, to go to the Big Ten. Like, I think that pipeline tends to be, like, Illinois, <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I, they've been burned quite a few times, so mm-hmm. maybe they won't do that anymore. Right. But uh, especially with, like, realignment and things like that, like, there could be, um, like, opportunities in the American or in the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, again, I don't know anything about him as like a recruiter or where he likes to recruit and that type of stuff. So um, don't want to project him into a region that he might not be interested in. All
0: right, for sure. Oh, 15. I'm, I love this because it speeds the game up even more. Uh, 15, G5 school is going to fire a coach. Ah, oh, goodness gracious. Boise State's going to come open. Andy Avalos does, just does not last long. He's just not getting things right over there. Uh, Boise State, one of the biggest G5 programs out there. Uh, it's opening up. It's opening up. And this is a market-setting job. Like, absolutely market-setting. Oh, Justin, we're doing 15 again. Now, 15, now, got, now we're cooking with gas here.
1: We've got more 15s left. <laughs> We're just gonna keep going. Yeah,
0: why not? We can let's open up like.
1: Oh man, Um, who is been around a while? That might not be around much longer. (laughs) Wyoming, Um, the whole state of Wyoming has been around too long, says Alex. No, they're not gonna fire Craig Cool. this is kind of tough because a lot of these jobs are like new. The
0: only other one where I can think of a coach that's been in a G five spot for a long time is like middle Tennessee, but I don't think we want to get creative about thinking about the, <laughs> the, uh, succession plan for Rick stock still.
1: I mean, what if, you, what if UMass does, like, one year of Don Brown and it's like, oh. this was this was fucking stupid. <laughs> Dude, what the like, fuck were we thinking? Like, uh, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, like, I could say, yeah, a lot of these are, like, new and or I don't know enough about, like, the situation there that would be, like, I don't know, I guess Mike Bloomgren doesn't win a lot of games at Rice. hmm so, like it could be him, but I don't want to be like do that and then have this reach some weird corners of the internet where they're like, This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, they'd be right, but I still want to avoid that. All right, I'm just gonna be funny. Like, UMass, <laughs> UMass is gonna I love it. cut ties with Don Brown after one season, they're gonna be like, no, This is this is dumb. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, I like where this is going. UMass
0: fires Don Brown. What is uh what's going on with Yukon right now? I'm trying to think.
2: Oh it's Jim Mora. Jim <laughs> Fuck, bro.
0: <laughs> I knew they had a new coach, but I'm like, no, it's it's a deep gut that I can't think of right now. It was Jim Mora. That's what the answer was. Jim Morris, the coach at UConn. Yeah, because they got some just like really weird stuff going on out there. God, that is like such an odd strange for football. Oi, hoy, hoy. 16 some coach is gonna get hired so right now Toledo Bowling Green Boise and UMass are all open right now um, P5 for whatever reason we just have not rolled a 14 yet so whatever it is what it is who um, who is gonna get hired to I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow things down to like one of the two Mac programs um, I feel like if these two schools opened up I feel like Bowling Green, is, like, very, very... Like, both of them are, like, in, a, like, an arms race to, like, you know, beat each other out for, like, the better candidate, right? Um, but I don't know if those two schools could go for the same guys, even though, like, they're still, like, relatively close programs. Because um, I just think, like, Toledo has, like, way more to offer, so it just needs, like, a different style of coach uh, just to be, like, out there in the open Bowling Green, God, what kind of coach does Bowling Green need? You know who Bowling Green needs? Bowling Green needs Don Brown, honestly. Bowling Green just needs a Don Brown uh, because Bowling Green just cannot learn from its old lessons. Um, It's going to replace one old fuddy-duddy who, you know, once upon a time coached Tom Brady to Don Brown, who once upon a time coached uh, Jabril Peppers.
1: I thought you were gonna say Jerry Kill. No, no. Oh God, no. Who is he? Who is Christ. still coaching? By the way, uh, I mean, he'd be that'd be another one that would be gone after his first year. But he's at New Mexico State now. He just can't quit.
0: Yeah. No. Bowling Green. They're going back to the Michigan tree. Just like a a
1: weird way of
0: going about it. But yeah, they Bowling Green still wants to be Michigan, and it'll never
1: it'll never change. Hey, honest question. I mean, maybe I could save this if we roll it again. But I don't know how this dice is gonna play out. Mark Whipple had, like, a really good year as an O.C. uh, with Pitt. Mm -hmm. And then, for reasons I can't explain, is now gone, and he's at Nebraska. If he... Him and Narduzzi
0: just did not get along. I don't know if you saw the clip of Narduzzi, like, shitting on him.
1: Yeah, because he wanted to run the ball against Wake or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think, like, I mean, what if Mark Whipple has a really good year and saves Scott Frost's job, Right. Like, would Whipple want to take a job like a, a Bowling Green or <laughs> I don't know if Toledo would hire him, but no, like, I don't think I don't think Toledo could would he talk him. his way into a job like that?
0: Toledo's athletic director is 37 years old. He is not hiring Mark Whipple. No, he is not bringing on Mark Whipple as a head coach. Hell no. I'm telling you straight up, <laughs> just from like one interaction with this guy, just to know that oh, he's actually a pretty cool guy. He is not not hiring, hiring Whipple more. in that like in that capacity. Um, off field analyst. Hey, come on, come on. You, you can teach the class. That's fine. But you are not. No, 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 no. Not leading this program. Thirteen. Conference realignment. Uh, Justin, what are we going to do here, man? Uh, I already said Texas a and you know, has plans to go to the Big Ten, and that's kind of the chip that Notre Dame's
1: looking for. I'll say that the Big Ten adds North Carolina Duke. Ah!
0: Explosion. So they are definitely leading into the basketball realm, huh?
1: Yeah, they, I mean, it, it's a fit because, like, the f- – Football program at Duke, I guess, isn't as bad as it used to be, and North Carolina's fine. Like they're fine. Yeah, the, ac- think, the
0: academic cockiness is like certainly a fit.
1: Well, yeah, like they added Maryland and Rutgers, so it's not like the Big Ten is beneath adding, you know, mediocre football programs. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, Maryland and Rutgers didn't come with the the basketball pedigree. I mean, Maryland in a little bit, in a, in a few ways, but not so much anymore for basketball.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's not North Carolina Duke. You get to add a really old rivalry, you get to claim a bunch of old titles as Big Ten titles. Um, and you kinda get to lead into basketball where the Big Ten's actually, you know, pretty good despite getting a bunch of bids to the recent tournament and then everyone losing. Number
0: five, Central Michigan. God, why do I keep doing this? Uh coach status poker. Check razor fold. I think I think they're gonna raise. I think they're gonna raise Jim McElwain. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. I mean he's you know, you lost some like you lost a lot of pieces in the transfer portal, which I hit on, but kept the important ones. Like the offense is still all there. <laughs> like, you only lost guys because of graduation offensively. Um you just gotta it's it sucks that you lost the defensive guys, but they also gained an extra year from the COVID year, so I can't like fault McIlwain for like you know, having guys leave the ship like that. If they were, like, Mm -hmm. dudes who had, like, three years of eligibility left and then they went to Ole Miss or then they went to, you know, wherever, then I'd, like, look into and be like, okay, this is an issue that Central's having. But I, you know, it it just sucks for them to deal with in the terms of playing in 2022. But for Jim McIlwain, yeah, man, give him a raise, man. He's probably going to do well. Like, he's already predicted to – he's getting the respect from people, like, in the media locally and nationally. So, Mm -hmm. you know, McElwain's done – about as good of a job, if not a little bit better than you
1: could have ever asked for if you're central.
0: Uh, Definitely.
1: I mean, do we have like another Frank Solich situation? So I put it this way, like in 10 years from now, are we still talking about Jim McElwain at central Michigan?
0: Does he get Alex's stamp of approval of uh, (laughs) saying yes or no? Is this coach built differently? Jim McElwain. Yeah. He
1: humped a shark. We all saw it. (laughs) Which is precisely why I could see, uh, like that whole scenario is exactly why I could see him maybe like not ever leaving CMU because like he went through that shit at Florida and it's like, dude, I won like two division titles and I got chased out of town and had to like that do that whole thing. Like, I don't know if he would ever do that again. But college okay, football I, are I would are weird. Hope not.
0: Like, I hope you don't lie about death threats to your yeah. Death threats to your I'm
1: family. sure he's learned that lesson. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just I don't know. He seems to have. Centralize the type of year that I think they're going to have. I mean, that's going to be two G five stops that he's had, where he's had like a ton of success, and like maybe he's just like, this is where this is what we're going to do. Yeah, like um,
0: like some guy loses his shit because he moved to Florida for a few years. Yeah, of course, and like it turns out Mid Michigan is the real lifestyle for him. Uh, yeah, that that checks out. That checks out.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of like having coaches stick around. I mean. He's good, so I would prefer him leave Central uh, immediately. But – Yeah, sooner the better. Like the – you know, I'll give you an opportunity to talk about some recent recruiting rankings, right? The 2023 classes are all directional Michigan up at the top, mm-hmm. Central, Eastern, Western, right? And I just think that – Well, not in that order. Uh, When I checked yesterday morning. What is it? Central, Eastern, <gasps> then Western. Damn it. Yeah. I know. Things I'm changed. sorry, I I, sorry to – really, I don't really care. No, but point is, is like I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, like for the state especially. But if all these coaches stick around for a while, like Tim Lester does, good enough. Creighton's obviously proven himself. McElwain's a very good coach. Like that would be really good for the conference if the coaches stick around a little bit uh, longer than they normally do, instead of you know jumping ship. I've sort of changed my my tone on that in recent years, where I used to think the best thing you want is a guy who's going to come in, Mm -hmm. build real quick, and leave because you can have more success that way if you hit hit it exactly right, mm-hmm. you know, over and over, a la, like, NIU. Um, but
0: I, – I have steadfastly argued against you, though.
1: But I'm, I think – I'm happy to say that. Yeah, and I think the ba- the the reasoning behind that take that I don't really have anymore was that it raises the ceiling of your best teams, right? You want to put teams in the Orange Bowl and stuff, That's you want guys who don't want to be there because you want their ambitions to be elsewhere. But if you want to raise the floor – Cause what happens is you see what's happened to the Mac recently. It's like the bottom's sort of falling out a little bit, like really bad at the bottom. And it's kind of dragged the conference down like reputationally and just the games aren't as good sometimes. And I think if you have more longevity with the coaches, you're just going to have a better product and it'll be more fun for everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is like a lot of that hinges on like getting some excitement on the recruiting trail and like getting recruits you quote unquote wouldn't normally get, but where are you going to find these recruits at? Like, honestly, like, All of the proof of, like, you know, yeah, you have, like, some Hassan Badoons along the way, but, like, 99% of the guys that are actually worth it at the D1 stage, like, they're all there on Front Street. Like, they're all on Huddle. They're all on 24-7 Sports. They're all on Twitter. Like, we all know where they're at. Like, we as, like, not me, but, like, coaches, you know what I mean? Like, they're those guys are easy to find. Like, you can see that, you know, the talented commits that, like, you have in mind, they got to go somewhere, right? And there's... How many FPS schools that are at this G5 level that kind of want that, um, the Sean Lewis approach, where they want the excitement and then like that excitement will turn into some sort of results, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Or do you actually want to go the Frank Solich route and like find a guy who, you know, really, really has wanted to coach at where they're at, even though it's in the MAC? Um, and they might not be winning all the games in the world. They might not be having the Dino Babers kind of lift in a program, right? Where he was only around for a few years because he was exciting from the FCS realm and then got into Bowling Green, excited them, uh, went to three straight MAC championship games with a high-flying offense. Um, it doesn't matter what the cupboard looks like after he left because you just, you know, that's what you hired for, right? Yeah, you hired got, for that three-year cycle.
1: And then you got to get it right again. And yeah. it's very difficult to do and like and consistently. My,
0: yeah, my thing is like, if you're in that position where, like, you have to go through all the meetings of, like, hiring and firing coaches, like, you don't want to do that. Like, wouldn't you rather just have, like, a Chris Creighton and, like, call it good and, like, get on with your life and actually improve the university in other ways if you're in that position where you get to hire coaches? Don't you also want to, like, yeah. hire other people around him and, like, better, better other departments? Like, football like the, the Iowa, the
1: Iowa like approach, that. but for, like, the entire conference, like, everyone just kind of hangs on to what they got. Yeah.
0: It, like it, it works out so like McElwane I think he's that kind of guy where like he i i believe that like he's not really looking hard outside to like you know land somewhere else because he had that life he he did like you know now this the central thing it's working out for him and I think like the more teams figure out that guys like McIlwain, guys like chris creighton You know, sure, they might be hard to find guys like um, Chuck Martin, even like they're hard to find. But if you find the right guy who in the end just actually wants to be at your Mac program, whether he went to that school or not, that's a much better long term program than, you know, finding four the next, you know, big hot things in in the span of 15 years. Agreed. Oh man. Do we want to do realignment or do I want to pretend that we rolled a different number?
1: Let's pretend you rolled a different number.
0: Justin, give me a P five school. That's going to
1: fire their head coach then. Oh yeah. Um, Joe, oh, man <laughs> could be anyone. Yeah. A lot of safe names, a lot of not safe names. Um, they won't do it, but I think it's funny that like Billy Napier is already like on the hot seat even though he, so hasn't, he hasn't coached a game yet. You haven't seen all that stuff online about their message boards or like because oh the God. recruiting class <laughs> is bad? No, I haven't <laughs> so seen it. That. Everyone's like, oh, he ain't the guy. Like, Jesus Christ. He hasn't coached a game yet. Um let's see. The uh, Jeff Halfley's only been at Boston College for is it two years? Oh, Will okay. be in year three? I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't
0: know the last time I kept up with Boston College.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I think he's somehow survived this long. So who knows? Maybe he's invincible. But uh, Brian Harson could be in trouble probably. Mm. Um, so I would say that. But I'm also going to go with, you know, in canon, we said they lost to Eastern Michigan. I think Herm Edwards is going to be looking for a job. So oh yeah i think that makes sense yeah yeah we're already there
0: now that we're 70 minutes into this podcast yeah let's fire him we yeah. fired him an hour ago Fire her yeah <laughs> you
1: already knew Well, that's how the season will play out
0: oh i'm pretending i rolled a different number uh hey look i fired a p5 coach too what do you know um nebraska
1: Oh, Scott Frost is gone. Also, I love that we're, I love that we're saying that we're lying about the numbers, like anyone can fucking see. (laughs) The dice. We've we've been truthful up until like this moment. Yeah, that's how you guys. know. Yeah. So if you're ever trying to like, you know, hustle me in some sort of business deal, yeah, you could probably get me. No, no. (laughs) I'm too truthful.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I lied again. Uh, Justin, I rolled a twenty. Surprise me. With, like, literally anything about college football. Anything.
1: Anything. Anything about college football, man. Well, let's, uh, this is hard. I'm going to go with, uh, we kind of, we already talked about him a little bit, so, like, staying on theme. I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins the Big 12. What the fuck? Yeah.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they won the Big 12 and, like, their only loss was to... You know, your Mac champions, Central That's Michigan. what I'm
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: I don't like how often you refer to this because now I'm like, are you really rooting for this? Like what, what
1: no, your, well, I mean what I like, people, here? like I'd I'd like to be right. Uh but I just with Central God, we're talking so much about Central Michigan sucks, but like they remind me a lot of that uh like twenty nineteen Buffalo team that sort of just took a little while to figure it out. They lost a bunch of close games. So they in Buff in twenty nineteen Buffalo lost they lost, like, one game by a touchdown, but then the rest were by less than one score or less than a touchdown, right? I think it was, like, 3.1 point, that type of thing. The missed extra point against Ohio we already talked about. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they came out, and I know it was the pandemic year, but they were, like, really, really good. Because um, that was the year you'll remember that Buffalo team absolutely slaughtered Central Michigan
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in 2019, and that was kind of, like, the wake-up moment. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, they should have just been starting Kyle Van Trees the whole time. But they, they messed around with you know, quarterback of the future early mm-hmm. and they, they didn't get it right. They had Kyle Vantry's frigging punting. Um, so I had they went the roster. Did you know that? Like, yeah.
0: I, I thought his ass was going to like quit after Doug cost and just like ripped his soul out of his body.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, power to him. He's got a good thing going. Just yeah. Never, never leave like, school. Like, a lot of respect my way towards him. Like
0: really, I would have like up and quit that day.
1: Yeah. And why would you leave college if you don't have to? So, um, So. Yeah. so Uh, Kyle, Kyle van Wilder trees. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. It reminds me a lot of that. Central Michigan had some close losses last year. Like I think they were the best team in the Mac West, but they got, you know, they got clipped late by NIU and all that. Um, and, uh, like they probably deserved a better season than they got. So I'm looking at central Michigan as a team that has a coach with a really good pedigree who should have won a Mac title in 2019. Probably should have won another one last year. Um, and could be in a good position to do it again. So But like now they're gonna go six and six, and then like I'm gonna be happy, but I'm gonna look really stupid. <laughs> so that's like I can't have good things.
0: Uh who's gonna have good things? I just rolled an eight, so I say Miami's probably gonna have a couple good things go their way. Uh, I do like the state of Miami generally. Um not Miami, the city. I've never actually been there. Um Well, Oxford, you know what I mean. Let's see. This season, we've already said a few things about them. What did we say? We said do, 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 uh, Miami's going to beat Akron. Miami's going to. Do we say anything else about them? Oh, they won some weeknight action over Ohio. Uh, so we only have two games picked for them so far. Let's get into the non-conference action with them then. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, they're going to lose to Kentucky. They're going to lose pretty squarely, actually. Like I, I can't even joke about it. I'm sorry, but you're going to lose pretty badly to Kentucky. Um, I think torched is the right word with Will Levis. I I actually am leaning into the hype of him. Uh, I think he's very smart. Miami, Robert Morris, you're a boring game. Cincinnati, you're, dude. Not, I'm not even gonna say it out loud. You already know the result. Yeah. Like just Google it. Like, hey, what happened last game? What happened in the last? I don't know history of this rivalry. And just like that, in perfect Miami fashion, you're gonna lose. You know, you have some like pretty fun games scheduled in your non conference action um, with the one should be win of the FCS game, but you're going to lose to Kentucky, of course. You're going to lose to Cincinnati, of course. And you're going to lose to Northwestern, of course. All not incredible P5 teams that you can trick yourself into saying, yeah, Miami's should build up to be good enough to beat them, but they just won't. Um, So in true Miami fashion, they're going to like just stink in non-conference action and then once action heats up it's a different story
1: that's the niu formula
0: at least niu has some big 10 wins to speak of that's true 14 i actually rolled a 14 this time i seriously it's, it's right there um p5 we got to fire a p5 coach justin uh and we're gonna do th- how about this and then two more rolls
1: that sounds that sounds great okay I've got a I got a sleepy child that needs to go to sleep Uh-oh. um what about uh, knowing nothing about the situation there what about uh, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech okay
0: yeah I mean like he's not doing well I mean last I saw lost to NIU last year so
1: yeah so he's in like season four right or no mm-hmm. 29 20. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's season four. Yep, that could, that could happen. Georgia Tech.
0: We're going to keep it, but like that shouldn't be allowed because I said a Power 5 school, and you said Georgia Tech.
1: it counts, man.
0: <laughs> Number seven, Kent State. That's a team we haven't gotten to. Uh, I got to pick three results for them. Kent State, what are you going to do, man? Uh, We already said Kent State will—you picked them earlier. Oh, they're going to beat Toledo somehow. Oh, yeah, because Toledo's going to suck. That's why.
1: Yeah, dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm the one that said it. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. I just saw—I opened up to its non-conference slate, and I saw uh, defending national championship team Georgia on there. And I—that hurts. That really hurts. Um, Kent State, you're going to lose to Ohio at home. I'm giving Ohio <laughs> too much credit here for uh, nothing. Don't know why, but you're going to lose to Ohio. Uh, let's see. Kent State. You're going to lose to Miami because, like I said, in true Miami form, Miami is just going to, like, clean up its act uh, in MAC play. And Kent State, they're not going to have it. They're just not going to have it. Uh, beat Toledo. Let's see. Kent State's going to... Uh, did we already say anything for Buffalo yet? Kent State's going to beat Buffalo. And knowing uh, Kent State and Buffalo, it's probably going to like. It's gonna be one of those stupid games that comes down to like, the last five minutes. But Kent State's definitely yep. going to beat Buffalo. Uh, lose to Ohio. Lose to Mimi. Right, is this our last roll? Did I say that? Final roll.
1: Let's oh, do let's it. Let's
0: make it count. That's a twenty. That's a that's actually a twenty. Wow! You got to surprise me, Justin. Um, I got to surprise you with something, huh? Yeah. So, oh, god, there's a lot to pick from. This, is literally, like
1: anything. So, man, I already said Oklahoma State's going to win yeah, the Big Twelve. Let, let's, yeah, let's um, let's try to keep it in the MAC to, to close on. Keeping it in the MAC, <clears throat> something that would surprise us. In this conference, in a conference full of surprises, <laughs> I'm, I'm filling time here as I try to think of this. Um, I mean, we've done a lot here. We've we've basically said that Toledo's going to bottom out, and that's going to be really crappy. We've sort of wrestled with giving Central Michigan the the MAC title. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know, man. Hell with it. Let's say Corey Krubes has a thousand-yard receiving season. Ooh, Let's do I like. That. Let's that. do that. He he's
0: going to be fed the ball a lot this year. So I actually yeah, like
1: he's that. big play threat too. Like it'll be he won't catch as many balls as other guys, but he could he could do that. Yeah.
0: Do they have like a serious like big deep threat downfield Western? It's him.
1: Really? Yeah, he's sort of playing oh, the cool. diaspora role because um, he's a little smaller and faster. Lester said some stuff about him getting faster last season, which is why he was open so much. But,
0: the, but a lot of that is, like, short game to go long. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm saying, like, is Corey Crooms, like, going to be the one, like, going, like, deep downfield to catch balls down there? Or is, like, a lot of his yards going to be, like, within, like, catching the ball at, like, 5 to 10 yards out range? No,
1: he's, he's the deep guy. I mean, he's the guy that caught the game-winning touchdown pass against Akron. He caught – I think he's the guy who caught that big – uh there was a bunch of big passes against Pitt, but he's the one that caught that pass where like the two pit DBs kind of like tripped over each other, I think. Oh yeah. That's him. So like most of his I, I don't have the stats on like what his like the air yards are before he catches it, but I know he's um you know, he's double digit. I, I don't I mean he's a big yak guy because he's catching it 30 yards down the field and then running with it too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's um catching and running, although that role could pivot, I guess, if if it's needed for him. Um and maybe it will be maybe with the new quarterback they need to do something more quick. Uh, if the pass pro isn't as good, I don't I don't actually know the offensive line's kind of a big question mark too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, could be something like that. I'm on record saying Jax Alpeck should have a good year, at least he better. Um, yeah. And boom goes the dynamite.